and welcome to my Sabbath Daily's Founder Talk. Today we are joined by Asa Gupta, who is a well-being entrepreneur and a very young yoga trainer based out of Delhi. Today Asa will be joining us to talk more about her entrepreneurial journey in creating this beautiful enterprise which is called Still. Still is focused on creating an impact in the lives of many people, more particularly millennials, and how it uses yoga techniques, the classical yoga techniques, one by one to make a beautiful change in our lives. Joining us today is Asta once again. Hi Asta, thank you so much for joining my startup TV today. Asta, let me begin by asking you the question. Um, like, unlike a lot of other graduates, you know, once, once they finish their undergraduation job is what they look forward to doing. Or in India, the classical case is sitting for a cab, taking a test and getting into an MBA college or something like that. But how is that you chose neither and you decided to venture out on yourself and to take up yoga as a full-time opportunity? How did that start? Mm, I would say, Ashita, like the, the short answer is that I love yoga and I feel like everybody in the world needs to do it in the way that it's taught in Indian ashrams, which is the traditional style. I'm very passionate about it and I want people to do it. But I think like if I dive a bit, like if I think a bit more... Um, during college and right after that, I just really spent a lot of time thinking about what is the grand purpose, right, <laughs> of being in this world. And for me, just being able to contribute um, in the few years that I have on this planet made sense. Like, hey, I'm, I'm here. I should be able to do something which makes the world a little bit happier, more resilient, more humble, more hardworking, has more willpower. These are phenomenal traits that, that can make the world a better place. And I think yoga is one thing that... Um, that brings these values, just consistent practice. It, it sounds odd, it feels like an exercise to a lot of people, but consistent traditional yoga practice imbibes in us uh, values of being completely fearless uh, and humble and uh, resilient. And I think these are phenomenal value adds for uh, for the world, right? And I think that's how I look at it. That's quite a thought process for a young person like you to you know, look at the world from a very different perspective. So how did you actually, uh, you know, start about practicing yoga? So who introduced you to yoga and how did the journey actually start for you? Uh, so for me, I think I used to work in the camps uh, and I used to take groups on expeditions and work as a camp instructor when I was in college as a side gig. And on one of these camps, I remember at like four in the morning, I see this one person, his name is Krishna Rao. He was doing some Surya Namaskars at four in the morning. And I was very impressed by this person and I went to him and he taught me a few of them uh, and said, just do this every day. You don't need to go to these studios and yoga classes, this, that. Just do this 20 minute routine daily and we'll talk in six months, right? So that's how it started for me. And uh, yeah, it always stayed a very solo practice. It was never about, uh, I don't know, I think mainstream yoga has made it very different. But from what I understand in the ashrams, it was about learning something to do in a routine. And then doing the same thing every day uh, and you feel how it impacts you mentally. For me, yoga is really about the mind. The physical stuff is just an add-on. So that's how it started at a camp in 2015 or something where I was really, I look up to this person a lot and he was doing something and I said, you teach me whatever you're doing right now. That's quite an interesting story. So in a very short span of time, you got inclined towards yoga and you started practicing it. And now it's like your full-time work, I would say. But I can see that you enjoy what you're doing. So um, how did this journey start for you that, you know, you wanted to go solo? Because a lot of people probably after learning yoga or 
to train to be a yoga instructor would probably the easiest way would be go work for a studio or go work for established organizations already so what made you choose the route of entrepreneurship i think entrepreneurship is a very like a gut thing intuitively you feel like hey this is something i want to do and i think i'll be good at it or i will i will like it every day so for me i've known this ever since i was in school that i want to run my own thing uh, the freedom that comes with it to be able to think and envision you know what you're bringing to the world it it's a beautiful feeling and so somewhere it's not a new decision i always knew but i was just not sure of okay what to start and i said hey i like yoga so much so uh, why not so it wasn't a very like long thought after rational pros and cons decision it was very intuitive it's quite good to know because a lot of enterprises today start by you know backing themselves with logic data with market research and you know all of these numbers that help them drive why they need to do something or why they need to do xyz to generate business but there are very few entrepreneurs who actually do something very intuitively so when you started out what were the hurdles that you actually faced what were the challenges that you had to overcome just to like backtrack a bit right what you were saying about the part of choosing data or being intuitive i i don't think it's an either or scenario like one has to either you know so it's not like there were no data related decisions or whatever but i feel that um when the purpose of doing something is beyond you like it's beyond i want to build a brand and i want to be an entrepreneur in this world and it's not just that there's something more to it beyond yourself like you want to contribute in a way that the world changes in some sense and that why is very clear uh everything becomes like you still use data etc but everything becomes a very like a no fear no hurry ride right you you're just trying to make the world a better place through using this this little company as a medium so everything becomes a joy ride i feel and then challenges i don't even remember them i'm sure there were many like there were many things like technically something's not working i'm feeling underconfident taking my first class or um, not knowing what stills model would be till very recently uh, right am i just teaching yoga but these challenges don't feel like challenges when the purpose is i think beyond yourself and your little company you know it's then it doesn't feel like uh, like a challenge or a hurdle i think so in your particular industry you know experience really matters probably people would i'm just guessing people would probably choose to go and learn from a yoga trainer based on the number of years of experience that they have had so have you ever felt this challenge that because you're too young people would resist coming to your classes or probably that was a barrier for you have you ever felt that way not really and i think again it comes from the why you know when your why is so strong then uh, anything like for me looking at competition as competition looking at the market and seeing who else exists and am i better is is not needed all the time i think when you know what you want to do how you want to offer it and and you have decent amount of confidence that hey what i'm doing is bringing some value i think you somewhere know you'll create a place somewhere in this world it it doesn't have to be the number one yoga company in the world right it you know that it will create a space somewhere in the world and that's enough uh, to kind of keep you going i think i'm just blown away by that so it's quite humbling to know that there are people there are entrepreneurs who aspire just to make an impact and not necessarily chase after the big bucks So for you what was the challenge when you had to acquire your first customer in terms of 
you know having them come to you learn or take lessons by paying to you and not by you know the classical marketing model where come all and you know we could just learn and train and let's just create a community so what was the um, you know feeling or the whole process like when you had to get the first customer on board to run your enterprise so the first customers were my friends and family okay and uh-huh. easy right you just message them and say, i'm starting something please come and learn with me it's as simple as that but i think for me right from the beginning the the marketing approach was word of mouth okay. i said if this has got to work in the long term i need to focus on myself and my product so well that whoever does a course with me goes and tells 10 people about it right let the sales come in after 5 years where i focus on selling through different like mediums okay not 5 years but 3 years right let let me refine my product uh, as much as i can through feedback and that's why going through known circles so that's how the journey has been for the past year and a half wherein almost non existence on social media uh or selling but just through word of mouth right i've taught more than 200 people and i have like so yeah i think that it's it's about like for me right now in the beginning it's about making the product better and better uh and and the marketing approach for that is just you 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 teach something you get good feedback and you let them tell 10 other people and that's how i've grown to whatever stage things are at and i think i got lucky by not doing an mba sometimes when you do an mba you think really big right thankfully i'm not thinking that big if it it has to happen it will happen kind of a thing something else that uh, i would like to know from you is as a young person who has taken into entrepreneurship all right as a lot of indian parents would say that they are worried about their child you know moving to a, you know exploring or navigating a really different path or horizon which is entrepreneurship which is not very new to indian parents to see you know kids going in that particular zone So, how supportive were your parents, and what were some of the concerns that probably your parents had and shared with you when you first told them that you know you're going to take yoga as a full-time uh, job opportunity or go that way, and instead of the classical, go and work for a corporate job? So, I would attribute like every single feeling, thought, and word that I've used so far or whatever to. what i have kind of inculcated from the way my parents approach things in life so maybe i just got lucky in the sense that uh, they are extremely exposed to um the world in a lot of ways they understand what is what is needed now in today's world they're entrepreneurs themselves oh, wow. so a lot of the gyan that i get on you know how to approach something without fear and greed and hurry has come from them uh so yeah whatever mentality i have that i can focus on just the task at hand without worrying too much is is a value that i've gotten from them you know they've run a consulting firm themselves and for them working without fear hurry and greed was the mantra to be successful and i've tried to kind of imbibe that from them okay so now let's talk more about still which is soon going to be launched by you so tell us what is still and what do we expect from this particular enterprise of yours okay so still in um, in just a nutshell is basically a way to make classical traditional yoga more accessible more approachable to the world um i think somewhere along the lines in mainstream yoga the focus has shifted from uh, the mind to the body stilling of the mind that's what it really is supposed to make us do but we focused a little bit too much on these handstands and headstands and fancy flexibility things right which are great but the purpose is not that 
the purpose is way greater so for me the the idea behind still is to um is to bring the traditional style in a format that's accessible uh not everybody has the bandwidth or time to go to these indian ashrams and learn yoga the way it's really supposed to be taught uh and learn the philosophy behind it so for me it's 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 a way to make it all really crisp uh for a young millennial who wants to just get a hang of it and kind of destigmatize it a little bit right yoga doesn't have to be very very spiritual and uh, only for these vegan hippies or only for like uh, certain kind of very flexible women and there are these notions and i think somewhere we need to bust these notions and look at yoga for what it is which is a super systematic approach to master your mind right that's all that yoga is in a nutshell so we need to start looking at it that way and if we do then we're kind of contributing to again a generation that is more fearless more humble more resilient which is the big why uh, behind still as well i'm quite intrigued that you know the kind of thinking that you have already as a millennial in association with yoga for someone like me yoga yes as you said it's something related to probably toning your body losing weight or you know more flexibility adding more flexibility but it's or definitely one perspective that we have never really come across as you know calming our mind and talking more about mindfulness or you know just helping us stay focused in that direction so this time around the year when there's pandemic and you know everybody is working from home there's a lot of stress you know the longer working hours there's just a lot of things that are going around us so uh, how do you think of this particular time as an opportunity for people to actually gain insight into yoga as actually a stress buster and something that really puts you at ease puts your mind at ease how do you look at this particular time and opportunity yeah i think every year something or the other is going to come in and is i don't think there needs to be an opportunity for one to get into yoga um really but i do feel that um this pandemic has amplified the distraction or the noise in our minds a little bit mm-hmm. uh, there is just so much right on the news and like so much is happening so this in yoga psychology is a scattered state of mind right we might like you might sometimes feel like you feel restless or out of control or too much is happening there's too much noise and we are in an age of noise there's no denying that so at such a time just to be better at whatever we are doing um being able to still the thoughts is is going to be useful you could be an entrepreneur or an athlete or an artist but if you're able to quieten the mind and this is across philosophies right whether you look at religions or philosophies they all say the same thing that to be better uh, to be a better version of yourself you need to quieten the mind um and that's that's not intellectually like we can't talk about it like hey we need to quieten the mind right you need to do certain practices uh which will help you do that they could be asanas or postures but they could also be uh breath work they could also be concentration techniques they could be parts of meditation and that's what still brings to the picture it's not also about um sitting for a dropping class a day you're feeling really scattered right you don't feel like hey today i'm not feeling at my best so let me sign up for a quick online drop in right yoga is something that needs to be a lifestyle so another thing which still is we make sure that whoever comes on board on this journey they understand the the principles or the the base of it so well that they get very convinced that hey i need to make this a part of my life throughout and we make sure we provide all the tools necessary to make it make it a lifestyle habit 
Um, so what I would also like to discuss is uh, when you have to reach out to a lot of millennials, all right, to talk to them about yoga, the way you described, you know, that still offers. Um, as you said, there are a lot of these, um, you know, built over assumptions of what yoga is. Either it's being associated to religion or spirituality or, you know, different other stereotypes that already exist with it. How are you bursting each of this bubble that prevents a lot of young people from actually, you know, accessing it and making the most of what yoga or still could actually offer? Well, I think you and everybody else watching should just log on to the still website right away and see what, uh, what, what is the feeling that you get, right? And that feeling is not going to be the quintessential um, yoga that we think of. And we worked really hard on, on, on doing that from just not a design or a content uh, perspective, but also the product that we're offering. So in every way, the idea is to keep it to the roots, the way in ashrams, these amazing teachers teach yoga to people who are seeking it in the right manner. But at the same time, make sure that we're talking about tools and techniques to get control over the body and mind. That's all that we're trying to do. So when a millennial looks at it as no jargon and no Sanskrit words, but just some things I can do 30 minutes, 40 minutes, which will increase my control over the body and mind on my major two instruments, I think they're able to look at it beyond uh, the myths and notions. Yeah, I think it's a great uh, way of, you know, talking to people to tell them to check out still and also get to know more about how this could actually help them, you know, probably improve their performance, concentration and beyond that, you know, probably you and I don't know or we're not talking about. So just to end this uh, discussion and interview of us, what would be some of the techniques that you would like to show our audience that they could actually use in their day-to-day -day life to, you know, relieve stress or anxiety or any other uh, concern or disturbances that they would actually be going through at this time? Um, I would say that for me, my personal favorite thing is pranayamas. So in yoga, there are different limbs and they're progressive in some sense. You start by controlling the body through postures. You move on to controlling the breath through pranayama or breath work. And then you do the mind stuff, all this concentration meditation. So for the world that looks at yoga and meditation as two separate things, no, yoga is super holistic and big and meditation is, is one of the final steps in the journey of yoga. Um, for me, I think people who want to just get a glimpse of things or, or feel better quickly, pranayamas is the way to go. Uh, the two in the classical books that work really well are Kapalbhati and Anulom Vilom breathing technique that you would probably want to give away. I mean, yes, you talked about the three postures, which is Pranayam, Kapal Bharti and the other one. You could say that and then probably just quickly give a breathing technique or something that, you know, we could do. You were mentioning in the pre-interview that, you know, we could just sit and do those breathing exercises just to relieve stress. Um, Harshita, it could, you know, and people can also Google and YouTube, like quick breathing to relieve stress and all of that, right? In some way, uh, I want to steer clear of that, uh, of and me as well as still as a company, we don't think that like these quick fixes are the end of the world. Uh, yoga is really beautiful and it's worth spending enough time to understand why you want to get into it. Learn the basics from scratch rather than pick up something which is at step five or step six and do it randomly for seven days. 
so i wouldn't i would stay clear of doing that but i would say that at still we have our major program which is a seven day flagship program where we just take you through all the basics right philosophically also but also in terms of practice and you're in a better place to pick and choose after that course that hey this is what i need to do every day so i i can't to a general public say that do this anulom velom and it will change your life you know it it might not so we yeah it it's worth i think understanding why you get into something before just just doing something randomly that's great thank you so much asta for taking time to talk to us and it was really great to know how young people or young entrepreneurs like you are thinking big and trying to make a better impact in the world we are today and also thank you so much for trying to take yoga to a brand new level that you know probably you and i have not really not you actually but i or my, the audience wouldn't have really associated with and happy yoga day and i really hope that still makes a great impact in the lives of everybody who join you in this successful journey of yours thank you so much thanks for all these kind words happy yoga day to you and everybody else who's watching and thanks for having me inviting me i'm just starting out so there's no like mileage coming in <laughs> from from me but still to invite and kind of give us the push that we people need when we are starting out is extremely nice so thank you my startup tv for having me here thank you so much 